This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the Fan. Forgot to mention in potentially more optimistic quarterback news, if you haven't heard that Deshaun Watson is out for the year. But they just put out this ridiculous article where he's like, no, I'll be back better than ever next year. What's he going to say? I'm done. I'm cooked. Sorry, guys. Wish I could have been better. I, You know, we were talking about uh, Leighton Vanderish being, you know, having this decision that is weighing on him. Yep. And Jerry Jones, you know, it was like, it's a little more than football he's dealing with right now. Yep. This is This is life. And it is kind of interesting to me, the, 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 once you have that money, like that money, that $230 million is done. He has it forever. Once you're there, what are you playing for after that? And I don't know because Deshaun Watson, very well, Kevin, could be very mad at the NFL. You know, like he he could end. I know he, he did some bad things. And if he still feels like he was wronged throughout that entire process, yeah, he can be right. like, I got my money. I don't have to play for you. I don't have to do any of this stuff for you. And you know what? My legacy in the NFL, don't care about that anymore either. I'm going to go off with my $230 million. You're right about that. That like That's not the person that I am or would be. I would be motivated for myself, not anybody else. But I, you're right. Not everybody is made like that. All right. So there's a lot of stats that came out from the Cowboys-Giants game, which were obviously unquestionably awesome. But I wanted to focus in on something that Dak Prescott in particular truly excels at. Now, you go back to Dak against the Giants. Sure, I understand what people think about the Giants. But I want to focus on the entirety of the year. I was looking at next-gen stats, and Dak is absolutely, unquestionably, the best in the league in man coverage. Most passing yards, most touchdown passes, best passer rating, best completion percentage over expected, best success rate. He's the best against man coverage. So my question for y'all is, and I've got a couple of theories. How do the Cowboys take even further advantage of that by potentially maybe even forcing some man coverage a little bit more? I'm not saying for the game or anyone's going to like shift their fundamentals of defense, but potentially forcing a little bit more man coverage. Um, I guess, I mean, that would be a, a, are you saying then spread it out all the time? Just because there's Give them those opportunities to yeah, where be, they can't play in zone because he is so good against man coverage that if you get them to that, clearly we've talked about some of the struggles he's had, with the high safeties or whatever kind of zone that you want to break down. Mm-hmm. And so how to force more man, because I think the biggest thing is something that the Cowboys Hopefully have turned the corner on, but maybe have not. You know what really helps there, and maybe that was a distinctive uh, decision that they made this offseason when they said, we're going we're going to start forcing it to CeeDee Lamb. Is how many times do you think a a single cornerback can just take him out of a game? I don't. I'm going to say zero. Yeah. And so, and and that's where, Kevin, I think that those numbers right there stand out because his numbers are definitely going to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, those numbers are piling up as we speak. So I think that's a huge factor in that he knows that that guy can beat one-on-one coverage every time. And I think that adding Brandon Cooks was the hope that he can pull away a safety. 
that if he starts heading downfield, and we're we're starting to see it a little more now. Like this last week, they still did do some underneath stuff, but you got the deep pass to uh, Brandon Cooks, and that pulls away a safety. Which if you're doing one on one coverage against Ceedee Lamb, you're going to lose almost every time. I mean, at least fifteen times a game. Uh, CD Lamb seeing the ball in his direction. See, I agree with all of that. And from the 682, I thought the wide receivers couldn't get open. Now, there's a couple of things to that. First of all, I guess I'm in the camp now. And there's a few receivers like this where I don't care if CD Lamb is open or not. He's open because he's on the field yep. and he'll figure out a way. And then the other thing is, we've talked about this many times in the weeks leading up to this. Brandon Cooks has created immense amounts of space, which don't always end in him getting the ball. Here's the issue. You want to force more man coverage. Two of the things you need that are clearly intertwined. A solid running game and play action. Well, clearly, if your run game's not working, it doesn't feel like your play action is going to have much bite to it all, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it could be run or pass. And you're like, that's fine. Run the ball. Let's see what happens. And, and I mean, mostly in the NFL right now, that a lot of teams want you to run the ball anyway. For sure. Because they don't want you to change the, to flip the field on them really quickly, which right. if, I mean, guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, the game is set up for those guys can get 40 yards very quickly. And so they do want you to run. And the Cowboys, the fact that it's been ineffective, has made that even you know less of a factor when it comes to that. So it is kind of amazing that Dak's able to pull off what he is. But because, why? They have a guy that has now become the the focal point of their offense. They have an off... Uh, 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 you would probably say that that's... Is that their identity at this point? Is that CeeDee Lamb and yes. Dak Prescott is, yes. has become their identity? And I absolutely If you're going that. into a game against the Cowboys, you're like, how do we stop that? From beating us, and then you're watching film, and you're like, you "Can't. Good luck." Uh, so, so that, yeah, I, I, the Cowboys, they got to get their, they have to get their uh, uh, run game to be some sort of productive. But the way that they looked at it at the, when the season started, Kevin, was we want to run the ball to help Dak set up pass. And the way that it's evolved this year is we have to, our passing game is going to have to start setting up the running game, and that's where that's what they're starting to try and figure out. But also having their offensive line. Together, a, a cohesive unit that plays consistently together is going to be a, a big factor there. And I think you're really on to something because when I went through the numbers is Dak's got about 900 yards, give or take, versus man versus about 1,500 yards, give or take, versus different versions of zone and all other defenses. So man is still in the minority and there's a couple His of numbers against the blitz are pretty good too. Yes. And, 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 that, and that creates, what does that create? Creates more man, man coverage. coverage. Deep. Exactly. Uh, and it also, it also pulls somebody away from where Dak Prescott does a very good job at figuring out once he sees that it's single high safety coverage, that's one of his best traits yep. as he picks and goes, all right, I'm going, I'm going to a place where I know this route's about to be. And that makes sense, right? Because they're different tactics, but they both get you to the same spot, whether it's bringing extra people to rush the quarterback or line or, or bringing people close to the line of scrimmage to stop the run. Like it is the same like general outlay in terms of what's going to happen for your defensive backfield. And Dak is so good at it. Another thing, and I'm curious how people feel about this thus far is pre-snap motion can also inadvertently cause this sometimes like, you could still be lined up in a zone, but sometimes if you can't follow the motion, you could end up getting trapped right. in more man-on-man -man situations. And, well, don't don't mark that. In a football sense, 
And so I'm curious what people have thought about the pre-snap motion thus far this year and if they could still do a better job. It's changed. So uh, I don't know what your numbers are before the bye week and your numbers are after the bye week, but the numbers after the bye week have been significantly different. And Jerry talked about that uh, yesterday with Sean and RJ, as he does every week, every Tuesday, he hops on with Sean and RJ. And, you know, he, he keeps saying this, you know, they're, this team's evolving. Steven said that on Monday sure. with us, is that he thinks it's going to continue to evolve. But one of the things that, you know, they started the season, and maybe this is part of a plan, Kevin. Uh, I've watched a lot of coaches talk about the mountain and, you know, we're, we're trying to get to this next step here. You know, we've talked to coaches, too, that have said we didn't – we started out really good and never got any better. And maybe this is part of the development and opening up and learning of Mike, Mike McCarthy's offense is they started out with some simple stuff, adding some developmental things along the way, growing that a little bit, and now motion's becoming more of a part of it. And when you move CeeDee Lamb around – that, that helps. You know, I know some people are like, he's only good in the slot. He's not. That's a I lie. I disagree with that. But yeah. when you can do, put your best receiver in the slot and he can he can murder people, that's really – I'm sorry. My apologies. Yep. He can destroy the competition. Yep. Uh, that's a really positive thing for you. Now, let's focus in on CeeDee Lamb specifically for just one second. Some of these numbers are crazy. So, in the last, so since week six – C.D. Lamb has 41 catches, tied with T.J. Hawkinson for the most in the league, and Hawkinson has played one more game than C.D. Lamb. So, obviously, he's been the best from that perspective. He's tight end. Yeah, but also he played an extra game. But C.D. Lamb, 617 yards in that span. No other receiver has 500 yards in that span. C.D. Lamb leads the NFL with 10.3 catches per game and 154.3 yards per game. Now, I want you to think about this. Cowboys have played nine games this season, right? In the last four games, CeeDee Lamb's totals from just those four games would have him 11th in the league in catches and 21st in the league in yards. If you just took these last four games Mm -hmm. and he just didn't play the rest of the season, (laughs) that's incredible. And so when he says he thinks he's the best wide receiver and everything like that, this last month, it's I understand why you would have that level of confidence. Yeah. By the way, I, Michael Gelkin just uh, posted a tweet, Kevin, uh, and said hey, that CeeDee Lamb was widely misheard and misquoted uh, from Sunday. He said he's one of the ones. He said right? I'm one of the I'm one of them ones. I'm a top receiver in this game, and it's no question about it. If there is, I'll see y'all again next week. But yeah, I'm one of them ones, and and you can't deny that right now. The other, the other factor that goes into this, and this was something that a couple of years ago they were kind of asking and demanding of the wide receiver room, was that there wasn't an alpha saying, hey, this is how we're going to do things. And it looks like CeeDee Lamb's grown into that role because if he doesn't say to, the, to Mike McCarthy and to the offense and to the team, hey, give me the ball. You know, like, not again, not diva style. This is one of the things he's been very adamant is I didn't go out there and demand that I get more touches, but I'm saying I am available. I'm ready to do this stuff if y'all want to put this workload on me. And so that's a significant move in this season that has changed the entire outlook, in my opinion, on what this offense can and is and can be. And then if he hadn't done that, Kevin, you might you might still be sitting here each week going, oh, we're trying to figure out the game plan today. But right now, it's like, no, nah, we know we're going to go to CeeDee Lamb. 
And just for the record, somebody asked and said, okay, now do the first five games. No problem. In the first five games, he caught 27 passes on 35 targets. That's a 77% completion percentage when he's targeted, which is insane. Pretty damn good. And he had 358 yards, which would have put him on pace for 1,200 yards for the season. Now, clearly he's ahead of that pace. But if the thought was, well, I'm going to zing you with those first five games, all right, in the first five games, he would have been on pace for 1,200 yards and caught 77% of the balls thrown in his direction. And now it's better. You want me to add something else that you might like, Always. Kevin, to it? According to NBC DFW, uh, one of our good friends, over, our good friends over there, he took two local families to and partnered up with Tom Thumb and the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Dallas uh, on a shopping spree at uh, Tom Thumb near Deep Ellum. Help them pick everything on their list for a good holiday meal. It's delightful. Like, that is delightful. That's, you know, and that's, I don't, I, I, that's one of those things. He's like part of the community too. You know, like, thanks for that, that stuff right there. So yeah, man, like the, the dude's a solid player and then a good dude off the field too. That and super cool. has the craziest move we've ever seen on draft night when his girlfriend tried to look at his phone. He was like, no, 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 don't ever oh, do that. Oh, yeah. That's still my favorite. I kind of forget about that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's still, my, it's still my favorite moment in the history of the draft, I think. Except what? for the Mel Kuyper moment where he said he'd quit and never did. Was that Jimmy Clausen? Jimmy Clausen, dude. Like, Jimmy yeah, no, Clausen. Kevin, I, I, I still, A, the everybody's going to text in, look, it's great to see that Dak Prescott's doing this in the regular season. We know he can do these things. But when you whittle off the best teams in the NFL, can they still get this kind of production? They're going to tr- these numbers that you're pointing out. That's a season long. That's count. why they went and added to their their uh, analytics department. And Mike McCarthy uses those analytics. He is. He really is legitimately using those. And he's they're going to apply that. And hopefully they can try to force more of those situations Getting better at the run is going to help. But th- getting better with the connection between your your best receiver and quarterback, that helps huge. I agree. And if your takeaway is you're like, well, I don't like Dak or you don't like the positive That's stats fine. about Dak, fair enough. But the Cowboys just need to figure out how to force more man coverage and if they can force more man coverage. Because when they do, it's trouble for the opposing team. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, coming up next, oh, it's time for the combo platter. Raisin Bran Cereal Day. So give us a sports opinion. And then what is the worst cereal you've ever had? 877-881-1053. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. Back on his right. They'll give it to Pollard. And he's going to be hit from here. Oh, he kept it. He's still going running up the middle. Touchdown. Oh, he faked me out. What a great fake. And an 18-yard run up the middle by Dak Prescott for the Miller Lite first touchdown of the game. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for the combo platter. It is National Raisin Brand Cereal today, day today. That's right, today. But we're going to change it up here. Give us a sports opinion, and then what is the worst cereal that you've ever had? 877-881-1053. I feel like <sighs> Colby will be mad about this. I think he likes Raisin Brand, but... I don't feel like if you're a kid, you're probably bummed if you got Raisin Bran. It looked, look, man, I'm not going to lie. When you saw the commercials and two scoops and everything, you were like, what is happening? This is amazing. But then you realize it's not Frosted Flakes and <laughs> yes, Raisins, you yes. know, because it's, it's Frosted Flakes without the Frosted part. And that's where you're like, whoa. Now, I do believe Frosted Flakes is like outlawed in most countries except for America, but... 
Because it's too much sugar? Because the probably. amount of sugar or something. Okay. But, right. yeah, like when you see the commercials, that son is like, hey, I'm holding these two shovels full of raisins. You get pretty excited. <laughs> Alec, you're closer to a kid than I am just because you're younger than me. Do do you still see cereal commercials on TV a lot? Do you feel like you see a lot? Because when I was a kid, all I ever saw was cereal commercials. I don't think I see them as often anymore. I think, if anything, I hear them across the dial more. I, I think you hear them on the radio more. Because radio keep... is the most alive uh, medium there is. Yes. That's true. Do we keep making new cereals, I guess, is my question for the commercials. Because, like, are you just going to be like, what is this, Cap'n, what is this, Crunch? Mm-hmm. Crunch. Yeah, like, you've probably heard of that. So, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like when, I, and maybe it was Saturday morning cartoons, and it's just not the same for the kids these days, uh, where that was the, that was that would be a legitimate place to put our, all your cereal ads, right? Yes. Saturday morning cartoons, because the kid's going to see it and be like, I need that Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and then you eat it, and it's glorious, and then it's your favorite cereal for life. You're definitely right about all of that. All right, so sports opinion. Last week, I went with CeeDee Lamb as a top five receiver, whether you like it or not. And then he goes out there and does amazing things. My sports opinion is we don't need Shohei Otani. Okay. It would be a nice luxury. And I will add this. If you're going to spend the money, that is a dude who wants to play great baseball. He is not a guy that just wants to show up and collect his check. That is not Shohei Otani by any means. And I think that's the kind of group that Chris Young and Bruce Bochy want. They're not just dudes that are like, hey, I live in New York and I all the media, I get all these free things and all this good stuff. I think they want people on that team that are really, really willing to put in the hard work that it takes to be a professional baseball player. But... Because of that, I, that's why I don't think you need Shohei Otani. Now, again, adding him, I think you're adding the right type of player to this team. Sure, I think he's a, he's an exceptional player, and he works hard at what he does. Kevin Held, didn't we find out he needs to sleep 11 hours a day? Uh, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, so, But I don't think you need him because you just won the whole damn thing without him. So I like it. If you're wanting to put butts in seats, that's fine. I get that from uh, Ray Davis's perspective, but that's going to happen this year anyway. You you just won the World Series. People yep. are showing up. They're expecting yep. to see big things. And at some point, Degrom's going to be back. You're going to get a big bu- uh, bump whenever Max Scherzer's on the mound. So those things are going to happen. The worst cereal in the history of cereals, and I don't even know why either of the names are there. Grape nuts. There are neither grapes. Nor nuts in this cereal. For one, it also tastes like you just shredded a cardboard box and then threw it into a pile of water for two months and then dried it out and said, there you go. Grape nuts is horrible. I hope we don't have them as a sponsor at the station because I do not like grape nuts. (laughs) I don't really want to take shots at grape nuts. You know, they're sponsored. Yeah, feels like maybe too late. Let's check with our affiliates. But yeah, man, like that's... Grape nuts is awful, dude. You have to add, not only add, add sugar, all right? You got to add sugar. You have to add some sort of fruit. You might want to put a steak in there. Like, anything else makes grape nuts better. From the 214, the Stars and Mavs will make it to their respective finals, finals this season. 
And is there really a bad cereal? Corey just set up. Grape nuts. Yes, there is. Is it even really a cereal? That's my question. This is going to be. It's like it wanted to be a bowl of oatmeal, but just didn't quite get there. Okay, that is a great transition. I don't. This might be controversial. I don't know how people will feel about this because I don't think of this as a cereal. But from the eight one seven sports opinion, the Cowboys will beat the Panthers by at least ten to twelve points. And the worst cereal of all time is a hot cereal, but it's still a cereal. It's cream of wheat. Now, I did not contemplate cream of wheat making its way into this. Is cream of wheat, is that grits? Or is it just, uh, is it different than than grits? I don't. If you could help me out with that. Yeah. From the 817, with the addition of Otani, who Corey just said we didn't need, and Josh Hader, the Rangers will repeat as world champions in 2024 with 110 wins. And the worst cereal I ever had as a kid was kicks man what i kicks ain't bad yeah give me a handful of kicks i wouldn't say it's the worst but i could see look man i get it you everybody stumbled into that moment where you thought the commercial was giving you something and then you yeah. got it and it didn't live up i get that but I, i'm not against kicks but if you are that's fine everybody every person's a different person kevin <laughs> by the way i've seen a couple of votes for uh for kicks is um what was the apple smackers or whatever it was app not apple, apple jacks. jacks it was okay. the one with the frog and it tastes it looked like uh honey smacks honey smacks those were weird to me man i didn't know i didn't but get that's it. not the same as golden crisp it right those like two it different tasted things. like an almond and they i was look- like why now some people are also weighing in on this and alec i'm gonna go to you in just one second but there are also many people who are saying whatever whatever store brand cereal you got was the worst so they're calling out the bag cereal or the apple jokes. I don't know. Instead of apple jacks or apple the fruit, jokes or the fruit jukes. Fruitos. Yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. No, th- th- actually, sometimes I thought those were better. Uh, I know it felt a little different because you had to. What, didn't the commercial tell you, you had to squat to to get those? You had to walk down the aisle. Like oh duck. yeah, because you have to go on the bottom shelf, and instead of like they're great, yeah. it was like they're. Food. <laughs> All right. And I also have learned that how different grits and cream of wheat are. My apologies. I did not know the difference that one was wheat flour, the other one's rice, and the other one's corn or something. But a lot of people are texting in that they are very different than grits. Let's go to Alec. Sports opinion. And then worst cereal you've ever had. Sports opinion, I don't know if this is considered bold or not, but I think the Texas Rangers will add between 60 to $70 million of payroll this year. So to their payroll for this upcoming season, so I'm not talking about total money, because if you do the 60 to $70 million, I think that leaves enough room for Shohei Otani, and that leaves room for a couple of those veteran guys like a Travis Jankowski to come back or a guy like him to come in. You could get a veteran bullpen arm that wouldn't cost you too much, some stuff like that, or you could do the Josh Hader-Jordan Montgomery combination, and it all fits under that umbrella. So I think it'll be in the 60 to $70 million range, and if they do that, I will be very happy. Man. All right, we're cereal opinion. This one is so random. I don't think anybody has texted this in, but the all wheat honey nut Cheerios. Huh? Why I don't all know wheat? If I've never had those. Is it not? What's the difference between all wheat and the hold on? They taste like cardboard, whereas honey nut Cheerios just 
don't really have that much flavor in general, but these taste what? like pure cardboard. Did you just say Honey Nut Cheerios don't have flavor? Not that much when you leave them sitting oh, in the milk for the a while. Oh, hell you say. I mean, I don't they, see, they, I don't there's see all wheat. There's something like that, or a whole grain maybe. Oh, there, the there, whole grain ones, yeah, yes. There, there's something like that. I ate them when I ran cross country in high school. The ones in the purple box? Yes. Okay. Yeah, those are terrible. They taste like pure cardboard because they get soggy quick like cardboard, and they don't taste great. Like, I imagine cardboard would not taste great. But I ate those daily because I was a distance runner in high school, trying to watch the calories and whatnot, right. trying to watch the sugar, right. all of that, eating all the right things at the Keep right time. Keep cholesterol down. Exactly. Oh. And, yeah, I ate a lot of uh, bland food growing up because of that. Uh, the athletics. And now he just lifts weights and gets jacked. I try. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I try. He came in here and he was just this, this little kid, you know. Yeah. Now look at him. Hold on. Are you saying... He's the before and after of shredded mini wheats. Yeah. Like the kid me wants, <laughs> but the grown up me. Sorry, Alec, that's not cool. But you definitely got jacked. So you guys are pros. You guys are pros. From the A17. Go back and watch that commercial. You'll Go see back what and I'm look saying. at old pictures of him compared to now, too. From the 817, the Cowboys will win this week by 40 points, and Raisin Bran is the worst. Mm. There's a couple in here that I don't remember. And the 682, the Mavs will find a way to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And Urkel O's were a definite disappointment back in the day. I've not looked this up yet. Do you recall, Corey, a Steve Urkel cereal? Because I don't believe I recall that. I never saw it on the shelf. Uh, but I do remember, yeah, I do remember the box, but I never had it. I didn't okay. know if it was any good. Did somebody just say it was bad? They said it was the worst. From the... 585, we Cowboys fans get real excited after we dismantle the Giants every year. I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender, at least not until we can beat the Eagles or the 49ers. And I, I think that is a very reasonable take. By the way, Urkelos received 2,758 votes for all-time greatest cereal from 100breakfastcereals.com. What? Or mrbreakfast.com. Okay, that sounds more official. And then also, the worst cereal ever... <laughs> It, that's, it's, that didn't sound Mr. official. Breakfast Mr. Breakfast. Yeah, okay. If you met somebody named Mr. Breakfast. Oh, my gosh. It would be my favorite day. Yeah. I love breakfast, You'd be like, what should I get today? I love breakfast. It was like, if I could take a wrestling diversion for just one second. I was watching an old WCW pay-per-view because I know how to party. And this guy lost in a bunkhouse match to Bunkhouse Buck. And I was like, you're stupid. That's his name. He was obviously going to win that match. Well, you you should have done a different kind of match. Cage match. Yeah, but like if you were wrestling Steel Cage Steve, yeah. you wouldn't wrestle Not him in a Steel Cage because yeah. you're going to lose. Yeah, death match. If you're wrestling against Death Dan, yes, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Is, and they said Oreos. Oreo-os. There we go. Is the worst cereal That's a ever. cereal? I, I've never had that cereal. From the 469. Holy crap it is, and I'll never eat it. You would hate it. Micah has three and a half sacks on Sunday, and Kicks was the worst cereal. Wheaties were horrible as well, cosine. But we always had the new box, right? That's true. Is at least with the Wheaties, you're like, the cereal is gross, but the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, so I get this box. The Kicks box is the same. Do, do I have to give another opinion if I want to name another cereal? Yes, you do. <laughs> Hold on. You have all these cereal-based opinions, but no other sports opinion? Uh, all right, sports-based opinion. They need to stop with these floors uh, for oh the in-season tournament. They are the worst. Last night's floor from New Orleans. <laughs> While I do love New Orleans, all right, I love that city to visit. 
that was atrocious. That was an eyesore last night. Yeah. And Luca hated it too. Luca said it was a big problem dribbling. There were some dead spots. It was a little slippery. Uh, and I just hated I hated the whole thing last night. And it's not it doesn't I guess it does help me flip on the TV and signify that it's a, a it's game a like that. Game. I feel like they could do anything else other than make that eyesore happen. And I've seen it, but I didn't see I've seen this serial named Kevin, but I didn't see a sports opinion attached, so I didn't couldn't no do dice. it. Rice Krispie Treats or Rice Krispies. Oh, because the Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Good. It was very Rice unpopular and it went away. I thought it was good. But Rice Krispies, very they similar to stink. regular Cheerios. For sure. And most things. It just, there's no, there's nothing to it. It's just, it crackles and pops and that's great for the 50s. <laughs> this is 2023 we need some some substance here. i did not expect it to go in that direction and we need to be careful we're closer to the 50s than we are to 1950 right now that is 2050 we're closer to that that's crazy that is okay well (laughs) i don't really want to think about that uh from the 972 Grape Nuts donor here, and I'm pulling my peace oh, donation no. now. See, that's what we should have been careful about. peace is in a... No! <laughs> I need more money. Is peace is in a week, and yes, I take this personally. Probably too personally, Corey, as we discussed before the uh-huh. show. It's fine. Please do I'm not, glad you do. Please do not pull your donation to peace We're looking to set another record this year, so please help us out next week. For the 817... Stars will win the Stanley Cup, and to your point, Corey, Cheerios are the worst. That's what I think about all the time when they're like, oh, yeah, I like Cheerios, when you dump eight gallons of sugar into it. And you're like, so then you probably don't really like Cheerios, no, right? No, I do remember those mornings, though. That is the best morning. When you had to have Cheerios, and you and mom wasn't around or dad wasn't around to put the sugar in for you, yes. uh, because they, they're like, hey, you're old enough now that you can do it yourself. And you're like, sweet. And then you put the, sh- the, the the sugar in there, right? And then what happens is all that sugar dissipates to the bottom. And then there's this sugary substance at the bottom of the milk. So were you just trying you to get, get through the Cheerios? to okay. sugar and milk. Okay. And that is glorious. Okay, because that's an interesting subsection to this is cereals that up the milk game. Because... There's several chocolate cereals that will turn your milk like pseudo chocolate right there. You just talked about your milk sugar mix at the bottom. Uh, again, go, this is I know this is a negative cereal segment, but with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cinnamon all milk, that yeah. stuff is right there at the bottom. That's a good point. From the and I love that. From the 214, man, I disagree with both of these things, but here we go. Cowboys will lose four more games, and Apple Jacks are horrible. I'll take Apple Jacks over Fruit Loops any day of the week. Did they taste like Apple on Sunday. Did they taste like Apple? Kinda. Now Fruit Loops is great. Fruit Loops is really good. I bet if Fruit Loops is way more popular, but I like Apple Jacks better. Is is your problem that you can't you can't um, I don't like, differentiate yeah, the taste? There's too between there's the green and the orange too ones. Too much happening there. And a lot of people say that the, it's all the same flavor. I, I could totally like see Skittles. that. But I still like the consistency of Apple Jacks. What do you think about them saying Cowboys lose four more games? Four more games this season, like total? So they end up 10 and 7? I'm assuming that didn't include I mean, there's a poss- there is a distinct possibility that that could happen. The fact that the Cowboys have some, some significant games at home matters. And the fact that the Bills aren't playing great football right now, I don't know if they're going to lose that one. 
But that Miami game, that's exciting. Uh, that's a really exciting game. But and I put, uh, I'll put the Cowboys up against anybody at home right now. The way they're playing, yeah, I would be inclined to agree with that. From the six eight two, Stephon Diggs is going to be a Kansas City Chief. Holy crap! And Rice Krispies are bland and quickly become mush. Terrible cereal. Corey, this might be the first time we've ever gotten a combo platter prediction like this on National Raisin Brand Day. <clears throat> they eight one seven. Cowboys will win 46 and nothing this weekend for a scoregami. And oh. Cheerios are the worst. I don't believe we've ever gotten a specific scoregami prediction. So, well done, assuming you've done the research, and that is a true scoregami, which I tend to believe you right there. I love scoregami. Like realizing that it's happened, I get yes. very I get probably too overly excited now. Uh, whenever scoregami happens. I hope the Cowboys score gami the rest of the season. As long as we're winning those games. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What? I just said yes. That was a fake yes. From the 601, all four DFW teams make their respective finals. Holy crap. Then, Corey, clearly I would have to concede to your point a million times over. This, is, this the is the greatest best year. Time. Yeah. And then they said they hate Cheerios. Some people asking questions, where's the love for Honey Nut Cheerios and Cocoa Pebbles? I will tell you, Cocoa Pebbles are infinitely better than Cocoa Krispies. Uh, fact. What's the dif- What's the difference? The difference is... Pep- co- are Pebbles balls? No, they're like, they're kind of like tiny versions of Frosted Flakes, uh-huh. and the texture is totally different. Cocoa Krispies are like Rice Krispies? They're, they're the exact same as Rice Krispies, but okay. they're different colors. Yes, I agree with you. I like Fruity Pebbles more than the Cocoa Pebbles, though. I'll take Fruity Pebbles over Cocoa Pebbles anytime. Okay, and Fruity Pebbles in a Rice Krispie treat form. Oh, my gosh. What are we be, doing here? It might, might be the best. Why are, why are we doing this to other people? Why, okay. why don't we have that more often? I, I Thank don't. you. I don't know. Somebody made that for Peaceathon a couple of years ago, and it turned my philosophy on Fruity Pebbles completely around. By the way, okay, one more, one more. The 806. Star, stars will bring the next title to the DFW, and Wheaties are awful. It's like Raisin Bran without the raisins. <laughs> Man, because that's not a slogan you want to put on your box, right? What? Okay. Hold well, on. What's the slogan for this? like Raisin Bran, but without the raisins. Yeah. Because I think the only appeal to raisin brands is the raisin. Like, that's the only appeal is the fact that you're going to be able to, like, that's that's going to help you out. All right. I know I said one more. I apologize. I'm going to have to take this back. The 817. Luca will win MVP this year, and the Mavs will make the Western Conference Finals. Worst cereal of all time is Fiber One. I had it at my grandparents one time, and I almost threw up. Mm. Sounds about right. Is that just... Like, like, is the whole point of that cereal to help you go to the bathroom? Yeah. I'm seriously asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, I was watching, I'm rewatching Atlanta right now because, okay. you know, I love that show, but my kids started watching it. And there was a, there's a, 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 a moment early in the, uh, the season where Darius says, Hey, is this, uh, is this milk any good? And Al goes, he goes, uh, paper boy goes, uh, what are you using it for? And he oh, said, for drinking, no. and he goes, no, that's not good for drinking. Oh, no. And have you ever had that moment where you poured bad milk in your cereal, and you've been like, that was a terrible decision. You just ruined my day. This might be a now conversation for another day is I am a milk hypochondriac. If it's within, like, two days of the expiration date, I'm like, I don't trust it. Hold on. Before the expiration date? No, before. Date? 
What? I'm, I'm like, I don't trust it. They put it on there for a reason. Okay, well, to go back to the old Seinfeld bit, how do they know? Does the cow go January 16th? No, they just know it science, out? science. They know the science. I create a smell that may or may not be there when I smell the milk because I'm like, it smells bad. And somebody else will smell it. So like, it's all it, mental for you? It might be. Okay. It might be, or I might be ahead of the game. Tell me, anybody else out there, do you subtract dates from the milk expiration date, or I'm, am I on an island of crazy? I just right trust. Here? I just trust the. Uh, I trust the system. You know, maybe I trust it a little too much. Trust the system, huh? Yeah. Why would the system try to screw me? Oh my God! Have you ever lived in this world? Go ahead and fire off some audio because we're gonna bounce back to the stars and the Mavs. Back out high, Haskinen across and all, oh, and it's Rope hits on the run timer. The Stars get their first power play goal of the season on home ice and a 2-1 lead. That is an astonishing statistic right there, especially since we talked about the power play explosion over the weekend. The Stars' first power play goal on home ice in the victory I yesterday. believe they were 0-for-16, is that what it was? Uh, to start the game, they were 0-for-16 at least. That's what I'd heard. So as good as their penalty kill did to start the season across the board, that is how equally bad their home yeah. power play had was. been. Yeah. And finally, they got one. That was nice. So thank you very much for that. But also, I want to ask the question while we break down both teams games last night. If you haven't been or maybe you're just a fan of all DFW sports, are you more likely to go see the Stars in person or the Mavs in person? Because I feel like and we've talked about stars. this a million times. For people who haven't been to hockey in person, you are missing out on what I think is the biggest difference between broadcast experience if you go see it live. Um, I agree with you. The 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 Stars game, you, you just heard that horn, right? When when that goal was scored, that's part of the the you say uh, uh, the atmosphere that goes into it. When that horn hits, dude, there's cheering. Like it is, you know, it's time to go nuts whenever that horn yep. hits. Uh, and Kevin, you heard it during a UFC fight once. Yes, because somebody snuck in <laughs> at the American Airlines Center and set off the goal horn that they briefly stopped the fight because they were like, that's not the end of the round. What the crap? And people were looking around and they had to restart the fight. It was crazy. But the, you know, Carter, my my son Carter, uh he I asked him this year. I was like, "All right, do you want to go to this Rangers game?" And he was like, "I kind of like going to the Stars games more." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Well, I first off, he loves the cold weather. Uh he was born in December. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he loves the okay. cold weather. So he loves the the way that it feels when you walk into the American Airlines Center when it's cold for a hockey game. He loves that feeling. Uh but he's he's a big-time hockey fan. And so I've, I've been to a lot of Mavs games, Kevin, and there are lots of moments where you hear squeaking on the floor and dribbling, and it's quiet. Stars games are rowdy, dude. It's that puck sliding across the ice, the sticks, the sounds that I think go with that are much more fun. Uh, but that that environment, I think that the Stars have cultivated since they got here whenever we were younger. Uh, it's grown into a, a very good crowd. And, uh, and they're all happy to have, you know, n- new and more Stars fans around. I would. I, I, it, it, it's comparable on a nightly basis to what you were getting from the Rangers 
uh, in like early world, early playoff stuff, you know, in okay. my in my mind to what you were getting in that environment. I'm curious if people wrote out all of the Mavericks game or if it was the score that drove you away or if it was this lineup to start the fourth quarter. Jaden Hardy, Seth Curry, Dante Exum, Josh Green, and Rashawn Holmes. That was the group we tossed out there. Be, and don't get me wrong. The game definitely felt like it was over, but I was curious if people ditched out because they were like, I mean, look, you're not trying to win anymore, so. Yeah, when I saw Exum, Kevin, that's what I was kind of like. Is that your guy? Oh, that's a great question. it felt like he was the Luka replacement, you know? I, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, okay, he's replaced Luka, uh, and he's a lower-tier version of him, and that's kind of what you're getting. Much lower. Where it feels like they're trying to run similar things with that dude. That's a great question for either the, the Mavs. human cigar. No, yes. Who is the player that you know that the team has wrapped it up for the day? For better or worse, for the Mavs and the Stars, because I think Rashawn Holmes might be the guy for me that I was curious if they were gonna if he was gonna be usable this year. And so when he was out on the game out in the game the same time as Dante Exum, I was like, okay. So we were like, hey. Let's finish out the game, but that's a wrap. Yeah, that, that's right now for me. That's who that is. Okay, because I feel like if Jaden Hardy's getting in, you're you're getting him some competitive minutes. It's meaningful. It's important. Uh, so I don't feel that way. But with Exum, yeah, that'll be my guy for right now. Okay, I think that is a I think that is a fair answer, and I'm really glad that we have convinced Mike that. Wedgwood one is not a give okay. up. He's a viable, usable goalie for this team who just picked you up a really big win and helps get Ottinger some time off. Speaking of hockey, Mike, uh, Kevin, you've gotten another text from him and it said, uh, Buenos Tardes. Uh, and so he's, he's visiting us. He's texting back and forth with us from Mexico a lot right now, but he'll be back. Don't tomorrow, you think he right? needs to be like more focused on his vacation or are you happy that he's texting? Do you think he watched the Stars game last night? I don't. I fear that he'll tell us why, and it won't be a story that we need to hear. But maybe... Because of his doctor wife? Yeah, maybe vacations reach an expiration. We were like, hey, we're going back tomorrow, and I'm going to start switching gears. <laughs> Getting back into it? Yeah. I See, I maximize vacation time as much as possible. You very rarely hear from me. Like, yes. If you hear from me, you're, it's probably something related to, Some, I, I had somebody tell me the Barry Bonds thing. The Barry Bonds email came on my vacation time, and that's why the, that's why Bobby thought he could pull one over on us. And I was like, hey, Kevin, looks like we're going to have Barry Bonds on the show. And that was about it. I like this from the 214. For the Mavs, it used to be Bobon. Now, obviously, we, we changed from that. Yeah, but yeah that is, uh, that's very true. For the 817. When they got it back to 10 points at the end of the first half, then immediately gave up a three-pointer and a foul on a three-pointer at the end of the half. That's what I do. It was over. So if you picked up before the fourth quarter that this game was over, I totally understand why that is. But just some of the lineup that they put out there. And by the way, on the NBA front, just wanted to throw this out there. It feels like expansion is, well, it's probably inevitable in all sports leagues, but it feels like it's, inevitable in the NBA and one of the well that's a good question one of the things that Adam Silver said is they're really interested in growing the game again internationally via teams and so you know how we talked earlier about the NHL maybe playing a game down in Mexico City there continues to be a lot of buzz that Mexico City 
would be a spot for the next NBA franchise. And if not there, Vancouver or Montreal. Okay. And so I, I realized Vancouver, that, did we once have a Vancouver team? We tried there? it out. Didn't work. But you know Was what? Was that the Grizzlies? Yes. Same for the Cleveland Browns. Like sometimes people, same for the Houston Texans. Sometimes you get a team back after your team goes away. The Baltimore Ravens is so, I, I don't know if that necessarily rules them out. But yeah, Mexico City, Vancouver, and Montreal. is Silver didn't say they're in expansion mode, but he did say those are three cities particularly of interest, and the Mexico City would be very doable. Interesting. The, I don't think the, tra- I mean, the travel Here, obviously wouldn't be that bad. Here's one of my, um, Here's one of my thoughts, though. Did you see the game last night? Did you see yep. how empty that arena game? was? Yes. That arena had seats everywhere. And I know, like, New Orleans is kind of a destination a lot of times. Like, it's a place to go visit. That's one of the reasons, like, when it comes to the Raiders, we were kind of interested to see how that fan base is because is the Ra- is Las Vegas a place where you're going to visit and then maybe catch a football game while you're there? Is that going to happen to the A's whenever they get there? So... But uh, but I don't know I don't know if the NBA needs to focus on expanding more rather than really driving home. Here's why you need to be part of this product because Kevin, you don't have, you may not have enough good teams, sure, pl- good players to go around for this expansion. I I definitely understand that. And by the way, just to go full circle, I appreciate people getting back with me on that. From the two one zero, milk absolutely expires seven days after it's open. I don't care what the date on the jug says. That's that's a personal thing they say. All right. Sounds factual. What's really interesting to me is why. How does organic milk have a longer life? I don't know if you've ever seen that. The red boxes of moo cow milk or whatever it is. Oh, it's always is that what it is? It, it seems like theirs is like two months. That milk's gonna be okay. I'm like, how is this milk still okay right now? Mm. I've also been told that eggs are good up to two weeks after their expiration date. Uh, I don't, this is from a guy, he's no longer with us. Uh, He passed away. Yeah. From brain cancer. Oh. Not from eating old eggs. Okay, well, you have to be careful because I watched a movie once. But he also was running uh, for Chili's, for, for Brinker. He was running their logistics, and so he had to plan those types of things. Okay, well, I'm, I'm inclined to trust that person. Yes. But on the flip side... Well, not side, anymore because he's no longer with okay, us. Okay, well, they still sound R. trustworthy. Dave. Love you. I watched a movie once where this guy was walking through the woods, and he was getting really thirsty, and he came across this convenience store in the middle of nowhere, and he asked for something to drink. They had gallons of milk just sitting on, on the counter, which, first of all, don't take that. He drank the milk. Eventually, he turned into a plant, and then after that, he got chopped down by somebody and he died. What movie is that? It's called Trolls 2. If you've oh, never seen it before, I have never seen it before. You should 1 million percent go check it out. But watch it with a group of people. Don't watch it by yourself or it might be like that video from The Ring. All right? You need to watch it with a group of people. You'll have a blast. That movie is the worst. By the way, there's no <laughs> trolls in it. You just... It's called Trolls Why 2. Is it, hold on, it's a second movie and no trolls? Because the first movie called Trolls was popular, so they called it Trolls 2. There's no trolls in there. Not Zero. Any, no trolls in the first one. Oh, I don't know about... I think there are trolls in the first one. The second one is not related. They're unrelated movies. Isn't this a cartoon, an animated movie? No, this is a regular movie set in a town called Nilbog, where about halfway through the movie, this kid looks in a rearview mirror and sees Nilbog... Spelled backwards, it's Goblin, and he's like, what? How would he not see that? You need to check this movie out. 